The following podcast contains subject matter that may be unsuitable for more sensible viewers. Views expressed here do not reflect that of any community that you would want to be a part of. Listener discretion is mandatory. Mama, what this means me? No, 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 no. God is an awesome God. He reigns in heaven. Praise him. Praise daddy. Praise daddy. Da- daddy Jesus. Our father. Our, uh, enter me, God. And, and let the Holy Spirit enter you. My children. And purge me of, enter my darkness. I have a God-shaped hole in me. God, get me behind me, Satan. Welcome, children. I get you in front of me, God. <laughs> so today on Tronifesta, we're talking about a documentary which talks about the real life of Jesus of Nazareth and how, in fact, he himself was a transgender crossdresser. Wait, transgender and a crossdresser? I mean, like, the thing about when you're, like, dealing with historical people is it's hard to, like, project our modern identities onto them. It's true. It's true. Uh, you and know, so you have to be kind of cautious about... How exactly? But I mean, he wore dresses. What? What? What do you? What, what do you want to call that? Well, these days we call it transgender. Back then, they called it carpentry. So I just think uh, in the Hebrew <laughs> translation, that's where things got mixed up. Well, and this is why when people talk about how trans issues alienate the working class, they really don't understand that transness is deeply embedded in like the carpentry, like trade. See, it goes back thousands of years. Everybody was worried about the Masons, but they should have been worried about the Carpenters. <laughs> well, my children, welcome. Welcome one and all to Tranifesta Minister- Ministries. Fuck. Uh, yeah, so welcome back to Tranifesta, the show now featured weekly in my breakdowns. I think the pastor is drunk again. <laughs> How else will I deliver my sermon? Oh, God. Yeah, so after weeks of having what I could describe as only good shows, uh, this week we... We have a great one. Uh, yeah, I, it can only be described as uh, self-harm to watch this show. So if my friend Amy is watching this, uh, I told you not to. Um, but anyways... Uh, not spe- me. Yeah, speaking of uh, Amy. friends Amy, hey everyone, guess who's back? I'm back. It's like I never left. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to interview for the job again. Sorry. So uh, what are your qualifications for this podcast? What would you say is your greatest weakness? My greatest weakness? Well, it's that I have not yet found God. (laughs) And so my identity is in flux because I identified more with mother when I was growing up. And like, you know, I have all this trauma, but I still have yet to like fully realize that the Lord is my daddy. Oh, okay. And so... (laughs) I actually think that right. not only is that my greatest weakness, it is also my primary qualification for being on this podcast. Oh, are you, are, are you free? Is that I have yet to find from, Christ. Are you free from sin, or is there a sin that which you have not yet been pardoned? Every sin. <laughs> I need to be pardoned from all of them. It's like that episode of Simpsons where Mr. Burns is in the hospital and they have all those uh, was it diseases trying to get through the front door. It's like, well, okay, yeah, this, little buddy, this little buddy here is the Black Plague. Now watch what happens when we all try to shove them through the front door. So what you're saying is I'm invincible. Yes, well, I'm sorry for my absence. I was having sex. <laughs> Wait, I thought you so, were with family. That's you. <laughs> S- separately. 
And the two are not mutually exclusive. I'm now recording in a bathtub, which you might notice I'm echoey and strange. Because my new apartment is right beside a major thoroughfare in Vancouver. And so there's an enormous amount of street noise. And I am sitting in a bathtub, clothed for all of you. Thank you. And to everyone who's listening, hey, donate to our Patreon and uh, get Amy out of the bathtub and into a... um, Larger sink. I am not moving again. You're gonna, you're gonna die in if that If you apartment. donate money, it's going to other things. It's going to my drug <clears throat> habit. Support the jewel habit. All right. Well, <clears throat> so yeah, this week we are, as you've guessed, uh, reviewing something that we're not terribly thrilled on. I mean, this show I would argue is a perfect uh, reason why uh, this podcast exists. Yeah. So we're watching a uh, a what could only be described as Beyond Discount Bin Pick on Amazon f- Movies. And it is called... Brought to us by our father, Jeff Bezos. <laughs> oh. Sponsor of the podcast. <laughs> Go Daddy Bezos. So uh, this week we are, are uh, reviewing Trans... With a Z. Formed. Transformed. Transformed. Emphasis on the Z. Yes, um, and so this film uh, came out recently, I believe back in 2017, and we'll get into the synopsis, but I've just looked at their website, because the website for it is still up. It's got fucking film awards from, like, the funny thing is it says it has film awards, the and Academy. it, like, has pictures of them, but there's no information on what the fuck they are. They just look at, like, three random awards, and Excuse one of them me. is fucking I Academy. imagine they're, like, It's 18 plus Dove approved. It's, it's approved I by, a, like, by a, more than 18 devs. Oh, okay. <laughs> like evangelical film festivals, that kind of thing. Like, it might be, but still, it just like on their website, it just looks like they got generic pictures of awards and just shoved it on there. So yeah, they were trying to raise $5,000 in order to uh, have the film uh, translated and dubbed into Spanish. So Adios, that, looks, that looks like it's still going. So uh, make sure to go ahead and subscribe to that and donate. They should reach out to Bolsonaro. I guess that's Portuguese. That's Portuguese. <laughs> that's close enough. All right. So, uh, Rhea, I think you wanted to kind of, we're not going to go over too much of the synopsis of the film because this is more of a documentary film. Um, but it, we well, wanted... it's, it's just a documentary. Exactly. So we're just going to, more just going to go over the, uh, Rhea's just going to let us know kind of a general idea of what the film is getting at. Well, I mean, I think I'll let the tagline of the film speak for itself. 15 okay. ex-transgender individuals join with numerous experts to dispel confusion and bear witness to what Jesus Christ can do for those who struggle with gender dysphoria. Ex-transgender? Is that like my exes? <laughs> I, I, I almost want to sit down and just like pick apart that sentence piece by piece. Like experts? I mean, there's two. There's well, two. There's two who are... I mean, I mean, the word expert is doing some real big fucking legwork on that one. I, um, okay, well, yes. Yeah, so, just, just of the film. Like, and I want to say... Remember when I David wanna... Cameron said that the people of Britain are tired of experts? <laughs> this is what they meant. And I want to yeah. give, I want to paint a picture. And like Madeline, as our uh, resident um, pastor, I need you to tell uh. me if this is typical of Christian media. But like the beginning of it, and we'll get into like the structure in a second, but the beginning of it reads like a, if it wasn't for the like, you know, uh, documentary voiceover, that kind of feels like a bad, like reactionary video essay. And then, and then, and then the rest. Fucking Ken uh, Burns deserves better than this. And then the rest of so it. Prager, you ask. Yeah, the very Prager, you ask, or not even that. It's more like 
not amazing atheist, but like some of like the like slightly more like fleshed out 2010s like edgy atheist videos. No, like this this had a lower budget than those guys. Those guys at least have some like entertaining level of pizzazz to this. The best part about it, it was like the the bit at the beginning where they had like a disclaimer that the people in the stock footage are not associated with the production and like yeah. don't necessarily <laughs> endorse these views. Yeah, this entire so thing it's was... a lot of stock footage. Yeah, it's like that's what I thought most of the film was going to be. It's just stock footage. It's just like they're like when like they're the talking one part about like, like how this could happen to your daughters and there's like a beautiful white girl. Yeah, or like, or brushing the part her hair. It's just like like they're talking to like sin is hard coded into our DNA and like shows pictures of like badly rendered 3D DNA strands. Holy shit. But, so that's that part. But then the rest of it, like when we get into like, because then the like, you know, rest of it is all uh, like interviews with people. But it feels kind of like a like orientation video for like a fast food restaurant. Yeah. Where it's like, here, wel- yeah. wel- welcome to Walmart. Let's talk to people about why we shouldn't unionize. Yeah, yeah I was going to say like, talk about like. Report to your manager if you are handed any kind of card. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say, yeah. Do you know, if your employees start talking about transgenders, they might be trying to unionize. Today we're going to be talking about unions and transgenderism, which are intimately linked. (laughs) Hey, hey, do you enjoy the weekends? Do you enjoy your eight-hour workdays? Do you enjoy transgenderisms? Thank a union. Anyways... Um, yeah, I mean, no, it does, it does. It's brought you the eight-hour work day. <laughs> so, so then also the rest of it, so what it does, when it's not like a bad clip show get with full of just really, really bad data that we're going to get into, uh, it kind of yeah. jumps between this, like, yeah, this collection of prayed the gay away uh, people who are expressing their very, 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 very admittedly depressing stories, and these two huge scare quotes experts that are like and the tone between the tone shift between the two these two groups is unbelievably jarring it's astounding well well, that's the thing the whole pray away the gay thing yeah like that's not revealed until the end even though like we kind of get that idea going into this we know we've been we've seen this dog and pony show before but Mm -hmm. in the beginning it presents itself especially with the the and again it's doing legwork experts um, so in terms of, like, experts on this show, uh, fucking Dr. Joseph Nicol- Nichols- Nicolosi? Yeah. Of the Thomas Aquilini Psychological Clinic. First off, it's a conversion clinic. Thomas and the other- Aquinas? <laughs> the what, sorry? <laughs> Wasn't it the Thomas Aquinas Psychological Institute? No, it was like, the named Thomas after Aqu- the guy? Aquinas uh, Psychological Clinic. Oh, my God. Yeah, so not only is it a conversion clinic, which is also what the other ministry uh, in there is... Uh, it's also now closed, and he's dead. So what? Yeah. <laughs> so, God rest him. How? What? What happened? <laughs> I just assume he died of natural causes. I didn't look into it. He or, listened you know, to our gay podcast. Um, and like, there's yeah, there's tons of <laughs> there's tons of misleading information here. Wait, the fucking hold like the on. whole thing. I just found this. I just found this guy's like Wikipedia page, and apparently he had a book removed from from Amazon. From due to a petition because he's sketchy, but somehow this video is still on Amazon despite being blatant propaganda. Yeah, are you suggesting we bring back book burning, Re? You fucking fascists. <laughs> but that's the thing. We should, like, and I guess we should get into it now, which is the whole uh, bad science presented as good faith. 
Uh, like, and specifically Dr. Joseph over here. Oh, God, I'm not going to say doctor anymore. Just Joseph over here. Because he only pretends to be scientific. Like, most right. of this thing is just Christ. But that's the thing. It's like, over and over again, it's just like, well, the science says, the science says, and even Dr. Joseph does a lot of the science says, and then he gets to this Joseph place. Joseph Mengele. Uh, where he goes, like, uh, was it? Oh, the, the, the science board is intimidated by trans or queer activists or transgender activists. It's like, motherfucker, we don't intimidate anybody. I mean, this idea that, like, the DSM only changed the classification of gender dysphoria from a mental illness because of, like, hysterical transsexuals, like, phoning. Yeah, and that's I- why they changed it. That's not... Like it, it was that's, that's not a thing. Like based on science, like yeah. this is on a fucking like large scale. That is absolutely mm-hmm. not a thing. I'll, yeah, I'd be willing to pay some money on put, put money on things that absolutely did not happen. The other person that they had was the uh, Denise Schick, which is the Help for Families Ministry. Uh, which again, uh, longtime listeners of the show will remember our episode on fucking. Uh, but I'm a cheerleader. And there's that scene where they're trying to find the root cause of people being gay. If you take that scene and stretch it out into what could arguably said is a feature length film, that is this movie. It's like a lot of it's just like, well, no, yeah, well, like and all the leading minds of like the trans, like the anti-trans Christian rehabilitation people who created this movie, they're all just like ex like gay conversion therapists. It's right. just they found a new thing because, like, gay rights have progressed to a point where they have decided that this is the new frontier for them to fight against, which is, like, we're going to take all our exact same arguments about, like, Freudian psychosexual trauma leading to this sexual, like, degeneracy, but we're going to apply it to trans people instead of to gay people. Exactly. Like, it's the same fucking people and it's the same fucking ideas. Yeah, and even even in the beginning when it was the and they're trying to like add, they're trying to hijack science, which is the weirdest thing, because like even in the beginning they're like they they mix the two together where they they said the whole like uh, was it, in the beginning God created Adam and Eve there was sin and then sin became hard coded into our DNA babies started dying people started being born with sickness and it's like the, the soul is, of man became corrupted and they began worship creating false idols in their image it's very Tolkien esque yeah. By the way, uh, shout out yeah. to our Roman, our uh, Roman uh, listeners from the you know early Roman Empire, uh, who listened to this on mm-hmm. time travel abilities uh, for having uh, intersex uh, uh, gods and okay. goddesses. Well, uh, and rule. like all the all the Roman like history fascists who like idolize the Roman Empire need to understand that this documentary like directly calls the Romans like degenerates who strayed from God. Which I mean, yeah. they, so they, they were, but are, in a good way. If you yeah. are a Roman history fascist, you have to support trans rights. Well, because I want to like, I want to like point out that so this jumps in with absolutely no preamble into both this thing about how here's the historical reason why all of these like historical points of gender weirdness that we can point to are wrong because the devil d- did it, and then it goes into some stuff about how distancing some biological things. But so basically, without any mm-hmm. preamble. It just immediately jumps right into here are a bunch of here is us trying to disprove all of the like really, really obvious arguments that people bring up whenever we are transphobic. Yeah, exactly. And before even telling you what the doc is about, it just immediately is like, hey, hey, all those things that you think are like reasons why we're wrong. Well, here's why those are wrong. Okay, now we can talk about it. Here's like a really shoddy study of history to prove 
that like all the historical examples of transness are false, even though it's like incredibly flimsy and not based on anything and like only like cherry picks a few examples to try to disprove like the presence of trans people in all of history. And then there's also like, let's talk about intersex people and how intersex people are totally different. Which, and this has nothing no, to do with what we're talking they about. Do this, they, don't they, they, they do people. this thing where they're like, oh, so they're here. There were like these people in Rome who would like, you know, adopt a third gender and like, you know, d- dress in a certain way and like present in another gender and worship a like hermaphroditic God. And then they were like, and then they got into inter- talking about intersex people with the idea that like, oh, I know you're thinking about how intersex people interact with trans people, but it's not that. But then they're like, oh, all of these historical ideas, well, those are actually all just intersex people, which is like yeah. the opposite of what they just said. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they even try to go as far as like, in terms of like misinformation with intersex people too, they're like, oh, it's the you know, intersex people don't really exist that much. They're like less than 1% of the population, but that's bullshit. It's not, they're, they're closer to one to 2%. And even at that part, uh, according to the, uh, was it intersex association of America? If you know someone with redheads and, uh, intersex people, are almost on par. Uh, in fact, intersex well, yeah, kind of edges red, them out a bit more. Redheads are also sexually degenerate and should be purged. Yeah. <laughs> red, red hair is against God in the natural <laughs> order. Just the, the, the Irish must be called. You know, intersex people were the original slaves. So yeah. <laughs> watch, your, watch your mouth. Be respectful. But, but like... With I the, like the hermaphroditus shout-out because this podcast is dedicated to our... Brave Hermaphrodite and fighters. goddess Hermaphroditus. Uh, Every time I take a jewel hit, I am sacrificing part of my lungs <laughs> to Hermaphroditus. Okay, so but even with the whole like taking it uh, a step past that, coming back to that whole like focusing on the 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 source, what caused your gayness? I don't know if you guys saw it as well, but like they took, they had an explanation for everything in terms of linking it together, and I love how like when religious ideologies try to co-opt uh, science, they. They, they do this thing where rather, they make whatever a narrative they want to exist, they make the facts twist to fit that. And it was mm-hmm. very obvious when they're like, oh, you're, this was because you had this problem with your mom. Oh, the same person, same outcome. Oh, this is probably because you have a problem with your dad. And the show almost well, it's gave like, it... We oh, believe in science, but also this person's like cell phone was hacked by Jesus to put his yeah. like auntie's phone number in it so that he could call her when he was having a crisis of faith. Yeah, and that's the like, thing, too, is they do this big, and, and I think we pointed it early, they do this big, like, jarring 180, where, like, up until, I would say, about uh, three-fifths of the thing, it's trying to root itself in, like, a science world that just kind of touches on God a little bit, like, oh, that part's not really relevant, we're going to focus on the science. And then when it comes to the everyone's come to Christ moment, which has its own fucking section... It's the longest it section. Yeah, time. it's like Act 5. Yeah, it is hard to watch, but it's just, like, all of them are the same thing. It's not... It's not even that, like, a lot of them were unhappy and looking for answers. It's God showed up and then they felt bad about their shit. Jesus entered their lives and saved them. Well, okay, before we get into, like, you know, these people's, the the stories of these people and getting into, like, this their experiences, I want to, like, go back to the second section of, like, history and science where I think we talked about it a little bit earlier where it was about how they don't really say, like, why people started transitioning they don't get into like why was there a sudden shift like what did did the devil suddenly just decide that this was a cool thing to be doing and like how this lobby create came up and was pushing to get 
sexual reassignment surgery allowed in places and they were misgendering all of these historical trans people and like just fucking yeah, they throwing around like bullshit. Lily Wagner who was yeah. like the subject of the Danish girl and it made me want to go back and redo the Danish yeah. girl and talk how about how fucking dare they make us defend the Danish girl of all fucking films also also they misgendered Chelsea Manning which means they better be ready to catch these elbows oh fuck. we don't we don't do this but, but that's the thing. they went under they went they went out of their way to misgender everybody it was insane mm-hmm. I I did not know Chaz Bono's dead name until this movie yeah who the fucking does that that I'm furious it keeps trying to like mix it's like fucking young creationist sort of thing where the church has moved its stance from oh trans people don't exist to okay they don't exist but you know it's not a biological issue which i again just on a quick science note there was that paper released help right that's the new line yeah well there's there was also that paper released recently that said like was it uh there's no like gay gene but there's lots of different factors biologically that lead people to uh get to that place so, like, even in the science says there's, like, it took us a while to get to that place. Like, I mean, even if we say from the 90s to now, it's like 20-something years, and we found something in the largest study. And so just because we don't have, you know, there's that one part where Joseph is going, you know, show me in the science where the brain scan, where it says someone's trans, show me in the science. I mean, he's dead now, so he's not going to see it. But there will be something at some time once we understand how people work. Well, he is listening to our podcast from above. Oh, yes. Hi, hi, Joseph. This is Purgatory. And there's like this, I remember there was this other part where, because they were going through, it's like, oh, how there was, um, Johns Hopkins briefly had a um, SRS clinic, and then... They got the guy who shut it down on the fucking show. Yeah. And then, like, but they also, then they were like, oh, and they, they this guy shut it down saying that it was dangerous something that like a recent study has proven so they say it's like a, a major 2011 swedish study what yeah, i was wondering to ask did you get a hold of that well i found one of them and i believe it's like one of like the two one or two that like transphobes like will regularly uh drag out but it's mm-hmm. like um research papers are kind of hard to cite but otherwise i found it and I'm just trying to double check because I know I because I know whenever there's like two or two like studies that say oh there is an increase in like some in like mortality and and depression and stuff which like is a little bit true. I mean it's a little bit true after transition. Like it doesn't ca- that doesn't also account for like how it also improves a lot of people's lives as well and how like well yeah and it's like there's this mix missing part of like the fact that existing yeah. in a transphobic society yeah. And- like being ostracized socially has an impact on your mental health. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's exactly it. Like you talk. Like that's to, like, what they always miss when they bring up these like suicide statistics. Well, they're not missing; but, they are intentional. So, but you, but t- then like, I you talk to any it, you talk to any trans person, they'll say like the one of the hardest parts of transition is the social element of it. Yeah. Like hormonal, yes, yeah. we have to deal with whatever in the beginning, but like ultimately, what drives like the sadness and the and the and the feeling of desperation. Is, is the way that people interact with us, the family yeah. that leaves, the friends that leave, all that. Yeah, like if you were, if you go mm-hmm. from being like a, you know, white, straight, cis guy to being like, you know, like a queer trans woman in your, like, and you, except the rest of the world around you is still the same and starts treating you like that other thing, that's going to be super, like, impactful on your mental health and also, like, 
so, you know, if you start dealing with one mental health thing, you're going to probably start mm-hmm. dealing with your other mental health thing. That's how repression works. But anyway, so there's this, so there's that, but there is, and I'm just trying to see if it is included, but there's this uh, Cornell University meta study that includes 52 different uh, studies. And I'm trying mm-hmm. to find if it includes this one, but I'm like, it's fucking a lot to read through, but they, and it like, it says overwhelmingly transition is a better choice. So, mm-hmm. which I mean also, which also kind of gets into, if we wanted to take a step into the, the people, there's a, yeah. I think, I think that there's a lot of, uh, to be crude, the Natalie Wynn line, you didn't prove anything, you just found a pervert. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's like finding a bunch of trans people or, like, ex-trans people, detransitioners, who, like, every single one of them talks about their, like, sexual trauma in childhood, like, being sexually abused and, like, how they were ostracized from their family and, like, neglected by their parents and stuff. And, like, that, they're trying to draw this, like, causal link between these things is like no you just found a bunch of people who were raped as children and now you're trying to like spin this into some kind of grand psychological like study yeah it's like, like it's the old it's the old adage that correlation does not equal causation like it's it's pretty equal it's just like people who get sexually abused as children both end up straight and gay like the there's no like it happens to lots of people and there's no disproportionate mm-hmm. amount there's this line by like the really like dead-eyed scientist guy who and he's like at the near the very end where he's like oh well it's important to acknowledge that you know gender dysphoria is a condition and it's very complicated and we can't point to any single causes while like and that it follows like 15 different people all who have an almost identical like trajectory yeah like yeah. It, at least at least in the beginning immediately after that like that one woman talks about how there's something deep inside you from when you were like a small child that is causing all of this and this is the reason and like they, they just completely ignore the fact that this guy said they, there's not any like proven or set upon like origin for gender dysphoria well, yeah, immediately that, after mm-hmm. they're like oh it's because of trauma that's the well, weird it's thing also, like, yeah, where we don't want to like we don't want to like classify we don't want a situation where, where we can classify people as transgender like we don't want to create a hierarchy system part of the like i said there was this big tonal shift between the quotation marks experts and the people and the experts they even did like the whole like well, you know, gender is biological and we're a sexually dimorphic species and I don't want to have to call somebody, I don't want to feed somebody's, like, mental delusion by calling them a different name, even though Christianity historically is all about picking new names uh, and changing your, like, identity and appearance and all that kind of shit to reflect your and abandoning self. your family. Yeah, it's Yeah, try dead naming a saint. Like... In front of a Catholic. Like, like it's... It, <laughs> It opens up a really bad, like, I would like to actually have an episode where we talk about this, even though it, like, open, it can open up sort of a bad comparison, but there are some interesting ways you can compare religion and, like, gender identity. But, like, also, that's something I would never want to bring up around right-wing people because they could easily take that and take it in really ridiculous directions. But um, they have all of this, but everything that the, like, ex-trans people said was all very, very personal very very identity based focusing on like they they were only speaking about their personal struggles with identity and interacting with a world that had established norms on how to deal with similar issues with identity and they right, never like say a- yeah they never say oh god came to me and said 
pronouns refer to chromosomes and I created a sexually dimorphic species. And Wait, do you not remember when Moses came down from the, the mountains with two tablets and it just said she and he? Like, do you not remember? Is this, was I the only one who heard that story growing up? Uh, yes, the 11th commandment, thou shalt make heli- attack helicopter jokes. <laughs> but like, yeah. Thou like, shalt of, identify. Like all of these people. And like my gut reaction is to, because I think we've all seen some pretty disingenuous like ex-gay ex-trans stories but like Mm -hmm. my gut instinct is to like at least face value like believe all of these people and just believe that they went through very traumatic and complicated identity crisis and they came out the other side like they dealt with it however they dealt with it yeah I mean, Except, they, which is, but it's also it has at their identity crisis has almost nothing to do with the like agenda that this like documentary is trying to push. Well, that's well, what it's it, like what part of their stories were cut? You know, like this is a very curated documentary, and a lot of these people, like you know, what is never mentioned by any of them when they're talking about their experiences living as trans people. Like transphobia mm-hmm, and yeah. like navigating socially but, transphobic and and that's people. The, and that's kind they of they never ever to... mentioned that aspect of being trans. It's always just like this internal struggle and yeah. like this kind of thing. And like that's like they might have talked about that when they recorded the interviews, but they certainly did not include it in the documentary. But that's like that's a lot of the thing is just like a lot of it is like they seem happy in a lot of their parts of their like transition, like in their transitional times when they do bring up. Uh, yeah, I was going to say like up. they sure as shit don't seem happy now. This is a bunch of miserable yeah. ass people. Well, that's and that's exactly it. It's almost like um, I mean, like we all know how the way memory works is that every time you remember something, it changes slightly. And so, like, I don't doubt... I, I'm with Reed. Like, I agree with, like, probably a lot of these people. Uh, things did not go well for them, and they were given bad advice. But at the same time, too, I mean, for us especially, like, I remember, like, to get gender surgery took me, like, two years. There was yeah. a lot of checks and balances in the place. No one just... I didn't walk into a room, and someone's like, oh, there's hormones. And that's the part where it kind of gets me. Like, there was a couple scenes where someone's like, oh, I walked into a, yeah. a, a, a trans therapist. And they just said, oh, you're trans. And, you know, you're going to be trans. And you just have to go yes, to pills yes, right I now. Yes, I wanted to talk about this. Uh, yeah. And I just, like, I don't think it went that way. And if they did, yeah. then that's an outlier. Because there's the whole point of, and this is kind of like what it got on with the whole, like, uh, issues with gender clinics in the UK, is... The whole point of treating gender dysphoria or trying to help people with their gender identity is to let them navigate what that looks like. There, the one gentleman in the movie brought it up where he said, um, you know, the doctor asked me what I would like to do. And I thought, well, you're the doctor. You're supposed to know. And I mean, that speaks to two things in my mind. One, the fact that we do need to put a lot more research into like how to help people with gender identity issues. Um, and number two, it's just the fact that that is how treating gender identity works, which is just a lot of people, some people need to go into hormones, some people don't. We need to understand what the difference is between socializing um, and what the difference is between, like, uh, body dysphoria. Yeah, and also, and like, they, um, like, the the guy, he said that, oh, like, I went to this place and they were like, oh, I've seen this a hundred to- a thousand times before. I'm just going to yeah. treat you like I've see- treated everyone else who was... But, like, that insinuates that this has worked for those other thousand people to like at least mm-hmm. some extent like because really well, there's also this idea yeah. in this thing where like a bunch of these people go to trans therapists or like go to the doctor and they just like push being trans on them 
and like they're like, okay, I guess if the doctor's telling me I have to take hormones, I'll take hormones. But that's like, and yeah. like the, it was pushed upon them. Whereas that's like the opposite of how it works ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah, you go to like, a doctor in, in most parts of the world. You go to the doctor with this. You have to convince them like repeatedly mm-hmm. that you are genuine about mm-hmm. being trans like the doctors are not trying to throw fucking hormones at you they in fact are trying to withhold them unless they think like beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's what you need mm-hmm. yeah and like it's and also if you go into the doctor and say hey i have this 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 the symptoms like there is no like big pharma industry pushing spironolactone yeah. and estrace. Like there is no, I, I get it, it. It doesn't help anybody to not pretend that now there is like you know the sort of the HR performative wokeness like you know pressure to be like at least like maybe to maybe that might put it in front of in the front of people's minds over other things. But like they're fucking doctors. Like they are not going to prescribe you if they're not like you know unless we're talking about someone yeah. who's like you know. financially interested in throwing Oxycontin at you. They're not going to prescribe you something this ridiculous and over the top unless they are uh, fucking 99% sure that you fit the thing that you would prescribe this for. Yeah, it's not like they went to the doctor saying, like, I've been depressed. And the doctor's like, have you tried estrogen? Yeah. They went to the doctor and they're like, ever since I was a child, I've been cross-dressing and I've always wanted to be a woman. And I have this crushing like, dread whenever I think about the fact that I was born a man, and the doctor's like, hmm, this sounds like gender dysphoria. And they're like, no, I mean, I guess if that's what you say, doc. Like, the, the, No, but, like... I don't know, it just seems ridiculous to me that they, like, this idea that this was, like, pushed upon them. That's because that's the whole works. thing. Because it's just, like, even, even, like, fucking, if you have cancer, they make you do blood test after blood test after lots of examinations. Like, there's no one just walks in and... Because if anything is going to be life-altering, there's a long conversation. For Christ's sakes, if you get open-heart surgery, there are months of consultations so that you understand what the fuck is about to happen to you. So, no, I don't think people just walk into a clinic and, it, you know, doctors are handing out fucking estro, you know, estradiol like it's fucking Pez. Well, especially if it's not what you're asking for. You yeah. know, like... Yeah, it's like informed consent exists, and you might be able to go to a clinic and, like, explain that you have gender dysphoria and that you want to transition. But you're not going to go to your family doctor and say, like, I've been having a rough time lately. And they're like, have you considered a boob job? Especially because a lot of these people did it in, like, the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Especially because this was, like, like, all these people transitioned way before anything like informed consent existed anywhere. Exactly. Like, like, the gatekeeping process when most of these people transitioned was insane. And it's ludicrous, this idea that they were, like pressured into it by doctors yeah because i mean but and also too i wanted to get your guys' thoughts which is just that like when they are discussing like when i look at pictures of them when they were pre you know when they were in transition i guess is the best way to say that like they all look happy they all look they all look like they're you know doing their best and this might be like you know less scientific and more just an observation but like it just seemed like all of them now were just almost weird husks filled with shame. But on top of that, yeah. the... Shame like, and the body of Christ. Yeah, but on top of that, like, <laughs> the the sudden shift in feelings and like, oh, God, I need to undo this. I need to become, do something else that's true to myself. I it's need like, to call God daddy. Like, obviously, if you are... Oh, my God, we'll we need to, to that. We'll get to that. But, like, obviously, you, obviously, if you are, like, a religious person... And you are going through an incredibly, like, complicated trauma, like, fueled identity crisis. Like, the, uh, the this is obviously pushing that God came to these people and led them to li- live their true self. But to me, mm-hmm. that shift fe- seems 
consistent with a trauma-fueled identity crisis. Yeah. Well, and it's also like what what we don't see from these testimonials for the most part is like what really caused the shift in them. Yeah, that's you know, never from explained. Being a, a, living as a trans person to deciding to find God and teach transition. Well, no, it just, it just like it just happened. that is very. Like, they say that it they just almost happened. never. Yeah, like well, yeah. Where exactly. were you in life that you made this decision? Like, wh- what was going on? We don't hear about this. We don't hear about like the reality, which is you know they might be ostracized by their friends. They might be facing constant discrimination and transphobia. They might be facing employment discrimination and stuff. And this is all like, like pressuring them in a like dramatic way and like when you have that kind of pressure and you're like a religiously minded person and you're having a crisis y- you might turn back towards your old faith but that's never mentioned it's just like you know they were living as trans people you know having gay orgies and stuff and then one day the the the, the voice of god like spoke to them and said dead name you need to go back <laughs> i mean that, that, know, that like, might that might have been the ketamine but uh, who's to say <laughs> The well, 80s yeah, so for a wild fair. time. Ketamine has never made me want to detransition. No, that's fair. Okay, no, don't but we, slander. Let, let's let's touch on that one line too. Just like we don't want to make fun of these people too much because honestly, it's not very fun to. But there were some some choice lines, such as <sighs> the woman, and it feels weird referring to them as such. But the woman who uh, was informed by God to call uh, them daddy. Call him daddy. Yeah. Now, this this sounds like when we say it like this, like it's a one-off line. Like, God wanted me to call him daddy. No, this is like a four-minute, like, story that she tells of how God came to her and she was finding Christ, but then she was speaking to God and God told her to call him daddy. And she's like, no, I don't really want to call you that. Yes. And he's like, no, this I is, want you to call very, me daddy. This is very like, much It goes like... on repeatedly. Like, there's, there's this negotiation between them. Of like, I want you to call me daddy. And she's like, no, like, I'm kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> no, I, and he's I, I like, wanna, no, I, it's, I, I want you to call me daddy. And she's like, no, you know, like, it, it's kind of weird for me. And he's like, no, call me daddy. And like, she just goes back and forth. It's insane. Like watching it's, it's, it. I was like falling apart laughing. Like it's yeah no it's it's I like how like in biblical times God appears uh, to his disciple as a burning bush uh, to deliver a message. You know and also he like sends Moses up to the top of a mountain to come back with tablets. And nowadays it's just God's fucking having just a one way talk with someone. Be like no I want you to call me daddy. No just do God, it. God, just God, have God faith appeared. in me. Call me daddy. And she's like that's and just like not really my kink man. And he's like no you need to call me daddy. It's instead of like kink father can't i call you lord and he's like i mean i guess but like i would prefer strongly instead of the pronouns are daddy instead of the burning bush it's the tinder logo (laughs) okay but i want to i want to give some context for this just because like i think we're like we're obviously projecting a little bit but like so like the whole like her projecting never (laughs) (laughs) like her her reasoning was that like you know she called her dad daddy like her and a lot, all of her transition yeah. was like her base was eventually apparently her dealing with her daddy issues which like and then to bring it full circle like i think like the genuine emotion of it is like okay i get it it's making peace with like your abusive father but also as if this whole narrative wasn't freudian enough 
Right. Well, and they're not even like pretending to not be Freudian, like the way they talk about the parental issues of these people. Like, yeah, like well, talking was, about how, like, as growing up, I just identified more with it's, mother. And it's all absent parents. All of them have absent parents or yeah, overly and, doting, like, female parents. Yeah, no, like the the fe- the, the, the mom who forcibly cross dresses you, like, the- Christ Almighty. All of them, too, looked like they were just, like, all of their eyes had this, like, weird, glossed-over, wide-eyed expression on them. Like, their fucking eyelids had been held open by, like, like an eyedropper. Except it's when they were like talking the, about the good times. Yeah, exactly. When they are talking about the good times, like, humanity returned to their faces. And then they are talking about God, like, then God showed up, and I realized I was wrong. I mean, I'll get into this in a bit, but, like, this is what the church does with people that have problems. It's just, like, they, it's... You know, they don't give you a constructive way to deal with them. They just say, oh, no, it's Christ. Just have faith in him and meditate on that. And, like, that doesn't help improve anybody's health. And these people are all very good examples of that. Like, I don't doubt there were things that these people needed to address, be it in the past, present, or what was going to happen. But when the church saw them, and honestly, it feels like the church preyed on them because the church saw them, they mm-hmm. went to a place in where a, they in had... Like, insanely vulnerable moment. Yeah, exactly. And the church came to them and said, it's like oh, a really it's... a vulnerable moment for me. <laughs> but sorry. no, like, but like, that's the thing. It's just like, they, 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 they took that moment, uh, and this is kind of like my same problem with AA as well, is that rather than empowering the individual so that they can actually heal themselves... They create a dependency. It's just like, oh, no, it's only through Christ that you will become uh, saved or better. And also, like, there's no insinuation that, like, because, again, all of these people seem to have sort of the, you know, I I have come out of this a more free person and this was the path that God needed me to walk to find him type stuff. And there's Mm -hmm. no insinuation that, like, it creates this idea that being transgender and being saved by God are mutually exclusive things. There's no, like, I feel like any of these people could say that, yeah, you could, if, if you are at peace with yourself and you can make your peace with God without doing this, they didn't say I made, I got over the transition stuff. It's I made peace. I got over my trauma and then made peace with God. Which yeah, is- I mean, that one woman talks, well, I forget who actually talked about it, but, like, there was the, like, she talked about how, like, her pastor or whatever, like, was really, like, supportive, but also didn't, like, refuse to reinforce any of this stuff. And I can just imagine, like, the this, this like, church person, like, repeatedly, like, aggressively misgendering them and, like, well, there was- like, t- like, refusing to acknowledge any, like complexity of gender while they were having this conversation like being vaguely abusive but like in a way that made it feel vaguely supportive mm-hmm. like it, it's just gross it's just well, gross there was also that moment where that one woman uh said that she got up in front of the congregation and announced that they were going to live their life as a man and the was it the pastor basically said like like went up to them it's like you know we don't support you in this we still love you um but this is wrong and then they basically try they, they talked them out of it which was that that felt like a very good example, but a very gross example of what the church does in terms of moments of vulnerability. Because in that moment, that person, that church was their family. That was their social net. And it's scary to realize that you might lose that just because of this. And you're like, well, maybe I can tough it out because this is more important to me. It's like an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Hated this. this. Sucked. 
Yeah, me too. It was awful. It was also just like so miserable to watch. Like it's so boring and slow. Yeah, and it's also I was, like, like forty-five all- minutes in, and I thought it was going to be over soon. No, it was like almost. I swear to God, almost two hours long. Yeah, I well, it was like it was closer to four because I had to kept I had kept having to like stop watching the fucking show just to pace around the apartment. Well, I mean, because you've I'm had really you've glad. had your own you've had your own share of uh, interactions with this whole world. So yeah, like I guess so for me the. So just some background context. I actually used to be in ministry, uh, youth ministry specifically, and I was in seminary to go and become, um, basically my goal was to become a youth minister. I was a junior in the time, but it was actually, it's funny. A different life. Yeah, it was a different time. I, I identified as a Mennonite. And, uh, a Mennonite? A, a ma- <laughs> I identify as a Mennonite. <laughs> we... Just to give you, like, for, for anybody who's like, well, what kind of uh, sect is Mennonite? We're the uh, no dancing, otherwise that counts as sex type. The shift Yeah, it's Mennonite. like a slightly, slightly more chill Amish. Exactly, yeah. We, we dig electricity, but we, we draw a hard line at, uh, at the box trot. I mean, you guys, you guys had some pretty cool abolitionists back in the day, so. Yeah, you know what? It's, yeah, we'll take what we can get. Uh, I'd like to just take a moment to address... Uh, some of the people that might be listening specifically from the religious angle of this. I personally now uh, obviously uh, don't identify religiously. Um, in fact, it was because of the church that I ended up becoming, re- I ended up realizing that I was uh, as gay as I am, um, which we've yet to invent a term for of how gay it Wait, is. you're gay? Yeah. But I'd like to address kind of from a biblical standpoint, anybody who's listening, just so we can kind of have uh, this discussion because uh, as we pointed out, like I have some history in this watching this show honestly was really upsetting um just because even though i remember stuff in the past i don't often see it on display as vividly and through other people's Mm -hmm. eyes so when it comes to gender in the bible and this has been more informational a lot of people like to quote uh, genesis 1 27 which is so god created mankind in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them um, and sometimes they like to bring up Deuteronomy 23.1, which is no one whose testicles are crushed or whose penis is cut off shall be admitted to the assembly of the Lord, which is a very weird uh, quote, but it's in there. Shout out to my um, It's specific. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I'm about to go biblical on this biblical movie. Oh, they also mention eunuchs in this, and they totally ignore the Chinese eunuchs, which is problematic. Exactly. They... they, they for a lot of times, people are like, well, where does it bring up uh, transgenderism or transgenders in the Bible? Uh, there's verses like Luke 4, 18 to verse 19, which is proclaim good news to the poor, to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of Lord's favor. Basically, essentially saying that to celebrate the individual. We all know that there are stupid biblical laws as well, which we should also address when it comes to people who like to quote the Bible. People like to do it selectively. Remember, back in medieval times, the Bible absolutely knew that the king was appointed by God and therefore unquestionable. Remember back in the early 1900s, we absolutely knew that the Bible quoted that intersec- or interracial marriage was immoral and against God. We know better now. And in 2019, we absolutely know that it's immoral for homosexuals to marry, and for transgender people to exist. There are lots of stupid biblical laws. There are things like uh, Leviticus 19.19, do not wear clothing woven of two kinds of material. Uh, Basically, all of Leviticus is like this. And for anybody who's listening going, hey, that's the Old Testament. God made a deal 
after the floods of Noah that he would do things differently. And this for we have the New Testament. Even the New Testament has Ephesians 6, 5. Servants, be obedient to them. They are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling and singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Basically endorsing slavery. What I'm saying this for is just like, if the Bible likes to contradict itself a lot, and the Bible is basically one giant interpretation based on whoever's making it. I have some friends that are both trans and religious, and I... Though I'm not, I understand why they do it. It's important to them. And they all have their own different journeys in the church. Some I think are great, and some I think are less so. God commands you to love. God commands all his followers to love. And therefore, that's all Christians are instructed to do. And for anybody who tells you that it is also our job to cast out sin, remind them finally of John chapter 8, verse 7. He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. Because in Christianity, everyone's a sinner for whatever reason we like to make up. You're okay. Believe what you want. God loves you if that's what you need to hear. And the church is just one of those giant behemoths that takes forever to catch up with the times. Written by Aaron Sorkin. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. Oh Christ! Yeah, that was really good. Oh, thank you. Sorry, uh, it's been a long. Shit. It's a bit while since I've had to deliver a sermon. Shit! I think I'm Christian now. <laughs> Finally, your Christian phase is taking yeah. root. Yeah, yeah, I, no, I have saying. to pick like a really weird. Like, what's one that? Are there any Calvinists anymore? There must be. <laughs> you have to pick like the weirdest like denomination, like the most edgy possible denomination. Yeah, just so you're pro-electricity uh, Amish, and just uh, see how far that gets you. I think I could look good with, like, the fucking uh, Abraham Lincoln beard. I, You know what? Honestly, I, th- I could see you rocking. Yeah, you could pull it off. Yeah. Not a lot of people could, but I could see you uh, doing that. <laughs> Make it fashion. Especially with your, uh, your trademark uh, peace sign pushing up against your cheek pose that you like to do in the mirror. It's true. Just the, <laughs> the, hand, the, hand, the handshake meme, and it's like... Radical Muslims, radical Amish, that one beard. <laughs> oh fuck. Well, I guess yeah. We'll we'll finish up by just like obviously. I don't. I'm not gonna ask the question. How is this good representation? Uh, yes. It's more like how how do we feel about this representation? Mostly final remarks before we get into uh, happier times. The world's so sad. The world is really sad. It's so miserable. Everything's fucking miserable. I just felt bad for these people because like all of this is just like it's 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 presented as pro gay conversion and honestly it's just the yeah. saddest thing to watch. Like it's 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 sad when you watch or read or watch things that are like oh gay conversion's bad. You're like, well, at least we're all on the same page about this. But this this is trying so hard to convince you it's a legitimate thing and a good thing to do. And just watching these people, they seem so sad. Like they, they talk about their times yeah, discovering no, their gender it's identity. It's miserable to watch because they're just not, like they're visibly unhappy people and they're telling these stories of trauma and yeah. like filling it in with this, like, like filling in this hole with the church and it's just miserable. And like, I don't know, like there's this thing about detransition and like detransitioners in the community. For the record, there's nothing wrong with detransitioning. Mm-hmm. If you want to detransition, you can detransition. Like, and that's fine. And you can have a complicated relationship to your gender and you can have a complicated relationship to 
your transness or to how you want to present in the world. And you might transition and decide that that's not cool for you. But there's this thing about like token detransitioners where they are just picked up by people like this, like fucking parasites. And like their stories are turned into these like, like cautionary tales, you know? And this, this, this like, it's, it's like miserable to watch. And like, it's these people who I don't like hate these people. I just think they're having a fucking hard time of it. And like got picked up by like parasitic leeches in the church who wanted to use them as propagandistic like well and because they are the most people they are the loneliest people because like when you transition you lose you know most to if not everybody in your life and then you make new friends based Mm -hmm. on that and your true self and for the people who detransition they often lose those friends and they're left with nothing because they can't go back to the people from before and the church tends to be one of these great examples and one of the big reasons why I left it picked those people up in yeah. those moments where they that, have nothing left. Yes, like improving someone's life should be about empowering the individual to get over and help and heal themselves. It should never be at the cost of something else. It should never be, oh, I'm getting better because Christ is willing. It's like, no, I'm getting better because I'm yeah. getting better. Well, and it's like, so I also want to make this point that like, I do think that there is a problem with a lot of trans people the way we treat de- detransitioners. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I think that the way like we we have this impulse to kind of cast them out because we've seen this kind of thing over and over of them kind of being used as tools as spokespeople for transphobia and like obviously that's bad but there's nothing inherently wrong with detransitioning there's nothing inherently wrong with like changing your gender identity or having it change or having like changing your mind about how you want to live your life or present yourself. And like, I don't think we should, like, I I think it's important to not cast these people out because when you do that, you do leave them in this vulnerable position where they are susceptible to being picked up by like opportunistic fucking creeps. Yeah. Like the people who made this movie, you know? I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like the whole idea, like I feel there's this unfair burden placed on things like sexual orientation and gender identity that isn't placed on much else, which is like... Yeah, we well, you you have ha- to know for sure. Exactly. And I think that's one of the most horseshit things. Uh, the little one has come out as non-binary and whether they are or aren't in the long run is irrelevant. For now, they want to explore it. And honestly, letting them explore that is only going to lead to good things. They were... Mm-hmm. I remember when they were vegetarian, uh, staunchly for a long time. And they're not anymore. But one of the things that they learned from that experience is to be mindful of what they eat. And not only just on like a, a, you know, making sure they eat healthy, but they know that, oh, I want to eat less meat because I don't like the idea that animals are getting hurt. And so... Yeah, and make these decisions consciously. And you can make decisions about gender consciously too, even if you don't necessarily stick to, like a trans identity doesn't necessarily stick. You can, if if you go back, if you detransition or whatever, or if you go back to identifying as cis, you can still keep the lessons you learn from like thinking about gender consciously and your relationship with it. And you can like, those can be positive experiences if they are not used as weapons against you. Yeah. Everybody, everybody is going through a state of transition and it only improves yourself if you if you experience it only improves you as a person if you can experience something mm-hmm. know it's not for you but can still appreciate how it might be for other people 
Yeah, no, I, I don't like the church for the, a lot of reasons, but one of them is just like you have a dependency on Christ and therefore the church dictates your life, which is horseshit. You know, you say that letting rain be uh, vegetarian did, wasn't uh, didn't have any long-term harm, but that uh-huh. soy is never going to leave their bloodstream. <laughs> and they're going to be paying for that down the road when... The mole, the mole people activate their sleeper cells. <laughs> then you'll be sorry. No, I mean, well, it's I mean like, okay, I'm fine with I'm fine with detransitioners, but I'm not okay with people who used to be vegetarian. Yeah, no, it's I'm gonna watch a documentary That's where I draw the 20, line. Ne- twenty years from now, and the church has picked up rain, but it's for vegetarian. My parents let me express my vegetarianism, and that's why today I'm gay. I always just identified more with plants. And I was... <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks all again for joining us. This was, you know, not every movie we're going to recommend you watch. We definitely do not recommend you watch this one. Listen to this. You got the general idea. If you've ever listened to a hate-filled transphobic uncle or aunt, it's pretty much this, the movie. Thanks all again for joining us. Uh, it's also great that Amy is back. We've missed you dearly. I've missed you too. And it's good to hear your voice. Not that we didn't love Devlin. Devlin, we love you. Um, but it's also good that Amy's we back. Love Devlin. Devlin, we Devlin love Devlin. Devlin wants to come back for a uh, Dark Crystal one because it's full of non-binary representation. Uh, that works for me. I'm cool. I can also be on the podcast at the same time as Devlin. Can no, you like, I, don't, I know I you haven't seen way. us in the no, same I'm place. Sorry. But we actually are two separate people mm. who can all no, come on together. No, I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen thing where they you say well, there's no, two like, of you. It's like Batman but I think it's just Clark. one of you moving really fast. <laughs> I said Batman and Clark Kent. That's not good. <laughs> What's his name? Fake. Wow. Fake. You girl. just had an article on Medium about a wow thing. Like, how are you not the biggest fucking nerd? No, it's Mashable. Or Mashable. Whatever the fuck it is. Who's Batman? What's his name? Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne. Um, so yeah, I'm uh I'm Madeline Hops. I'm at rabbit underscore is dead on Twitter and Twitch. I'm not gonna say anything that I'm doing right now. I'd actually like to give a shout out to my friend Amy, who is at Deep Press Prints, uh, who is starting up her own printing company and has agreed to help produce merch for Tranifesto. Um so we'll be getting more info on that shortly. But um yeah. Uh, kudos to her. Amy, great job. I'm super proud of you. And yeah, deep press prints, yeah. I'm re at R-H-I-R-H-I-C-A-R-T-E-R. Everybody on the internet's mad at me because I made a badly worded tweet in reply to a Contra tweet. What happened? Oh, God, re. (laughs) We need to know how to defend you on the pod. Like, Oh, well, because I... I, I, no I, comment. I, no comment. No comment. I've no. I've already apologized. If you get me canceled, I swear to God. <laughs> we just got her back. I'm Amy. I'm not up to anything. I'm back to school. Being an undergrad. Jen Smith is parading around campus with her Soldiers of Odin Fuck. cup boys. So we'll look look so, forward to her guesting on the next episode. Yeah, Jen God, Smith right? on the pod. He. Oh. We're looking forward to him guesting on the next episode. Right. Oh, right. Um, we're going to get canceled for misgendering. Yes. <laughs> Look, we're already can- we've already been canceled so many times. I think it's like, again, I just don't think it's possible for us to get canceled anymore. And we're somehow still maintaining. Have we been canceled? Not really. We've, we've, we've dropped the T-bomb a couple times. Yeah, but we're allowed to. 
Oh, okay. You can't take that from me. That's the only thing uh, I've got. Here, Transylvania. All right, here I want to I want to close out this episode with a the headline of a Beaverton article that I go think fits it. the mood. Gender affirming surgery, not what God intended, says woman with breast implants. 